Okay, with Shyamala Morty, How Do You Fall Out of Love with Country Music is the short film play at the Female Filmmakers Film Festival. A film about cultural alienation, which is a huge topic these days. So thematically, this film really resonates, but it's a really interesting film because it's really just a person having a conversation with the audience and it really, it just works. I, I really fell, fell in love with this film, pardon the pun, but... Uh, so you wrote, you directed the film and, and then it was someone else who wrote it. So tell me about the process about how this film got made. Oh, sure. Um, so uh, the writer, Max Gill, uh, was uh, accepted into a short play festival here in the Los Angeles area. He lives in New York and they were looking for um, a director for this um kind of new new short play festival and it was all on zoom at the time right so we created this okay. short play on zoom um they matched us with an actor who was fabulous and we had such good chemistry the three of us we saw the the script develop a little bit we learned a lot about the characters and um had such a good time that the um actor suggested that we make it into a film afterwards so we decided to go oh, for it. That make, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so this was... So, the, I mean, so, the, so it was originally written yeah. for the stage as a monologue. And um, and then expanding it into the film format allowed us to have more more other voices in there. That's amazing. Oh, that's, that makes so much sense. So was, that, is, was, the, was the monologue or the, the stage play, was it longer than the 12 minutes that we have for the film? No, it was always a short monologue. Yeah. Okay. And we kept it. Fairly, just wrote we kept it fairly um, uh, cut close to the original monologue, but we added in a lot of this um, audience back sure. back talk and back chatter, and a lot of that was the creativity of one of our um, producers, Kurt Leitner, um, who came in and helped create the voices. Yeah, you really gave it a cinematic experience. I love the like I love the opening even of the of the, like her face, just the, just an opening of her face, her eyes, and like it, it doesn't tell us anything except for because it's an emotional reaction. The audience in a different way, but then you then you go to the stage and you're you you cut to the to the audience first. Like you give the audience, you establish who the audience is, and then you establish her. So it's a really interesting cut. It's a really interesting. So tell me about so you did it, did the stage play, but from your what's your experience like making films? This is my um, second film, short film, um, and I come from a dance and theater background. So my other short film is a short narrative dance film, and so this is the first time that I really dug into the more narrative monologue medium. And um, yeah, so I'm still really new at all of this, but I'm having a great time playing with it and also seeing where we can, like you said, zooming into the details of the eyes or do things that you can't do on stage, right? You can really bring somebody much closer. And part of um, zoom in was like really thinking about like what is her experience and like helping us try to get into her head instead of seeing her from the outside from other people's view as much. So the, the, the stereotype, I guess, or sometimes the truth is the, is, uh, is country music is, you know, people from the South, white people, 
<laughs> like it's sort of a, there's a certain kind of there's a certain uh, type of person that plays country music, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And you're kind of playing on that with that with, with this character. Who, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a stereotype. I mean, obviously, country music is such a mixture of so many influences throughout, you know, the decades, right? It's it's definitely come out of a strong history of African American influences, and I'm sure plenty of others. And, um, but putting an Indian American in there really like starts to mess it up a little bit because people don't identify or think that that kind of person belongs in that scene. So it's a little bit more extreme. Yeah, we tend to, we tend to, even in the 21st century, we tend to pigeonhole people, I guess, right? For like, that person's fit for that, that person's fit for that kind of thing, right? Totally. It's really all about, um, that people wanting to find a sense of belonging, right? And what we yeah. feel uh, drawn to or attracted to may not be, you know, where people see us fitting. Um, and actually the writer, Max Gill, I mean, he he drew on his own experience of loving country music and wondering, is there a place for him in it? Yeah. Is he, is, I'm assuming he's Jewish. Uh, no, he's Indian. He's <laughs> he's well, he's American, okay, yeah. He has the Maximilian name, right? So I just uh Ah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so no. Did, oh, so that's where he got it from. Okay, that's where he got it from. So then I guess his call his friends or his, his family, whatever like that is like, why do you like this music? You're not in sort of like that's yeah, that's interesting. So so the lead actress was the one who who recommended uh like Ken King just this first seed of the idea of making this into a film. Yeah, yeah, she was a recent graduate from CalArts and, you know, looking to start making her way into the larger scene in Los Angeles. And this was, you know, a ready-made thing that we already had going. And so going the next step and putting it on film was, was um, you know, I think for her really useful, but for all of us in a way, you know. And we're it's just like there was so much chemistry and, and good feelings between the team that it felt really fine and also it was the middle of the pandemic and there was not a lot of other stuff going on so i could really for myself i could focus my attention on it there's a there it's well it's noticeable like after second viewing but maybe i didn't even notice the first time is that there's the the distinct uh, placement of the american flag in the in the background yeah so like so partially um there's a lot of thought behind everything that you see in the scene for sure. And um, partially, you know, just looking at all the country Western honky tonks and music places, um, you know, that actually the American flag is a part of those scenes a lot. So in one way it's, it's an accurate depiction. And in another way, it's more of um, really looking at, you know, the challenges in the polarization in America, right? Um, Between what's seen as more kind of white conservative, um, you know, versus, you know, more immigrants, even though white people are immigrants too. So, (laughs) Um, and uh, and so I I also had, you know, there's the coloring in the scene. it's not as obvious, but there's like red lighting coming from one side and blue lighting coming from the other side, sort of like the the Republican and Democrat states and feeling that tension upon her, right? <laughs> yeah. 
So just thinking about, you know, what are what are these polarizations and where do we live within it and where actually are the bridges or the connections? You know, I mean, here she is finding a connection all the way to um, Punjabis in India. But, you know, there are so many connections, obviously, between any of us here that we can easily find. And um, my hope is that she's trying to draw that out. And arts and music will do that, right? So. That is the idea. That's the goal. It, it, well, it's, and also, like, we need to, generally speaking, historically speaking, there's always a trailblazer, right? Like somebody who kind of, like, who's like a square peg in a round hole kind of person that kind of, like, ends up kind of becoming successful in a, in a, in a medium that's not for, like, basically that's like a, it's almost like, it's like the Williams sisters for tennis, right? Like, basically, they just basically said that it was only for white rich people who play tennis, but then they basically said, no, we're going to play tennis too. And then obviously now more African-Americans play tennis because they, they blitzcrag that, 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 that industry, that, that kind of profession. Right. So it's the same thing with music, right. Where like, there's like, you know, like basically you see that all the time, right. With someone and then, but the change, you're right. It changes culture. It changes people's perspective of, of, of what, you know, like the conservative and the, and the liberal, I guess, right? Yeah. You know, what's so interesting, speaking of like, you know, kind of breaking open the music industry. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you heard recently, but Tracy Chapman just got a, um, a song award for a song of the year award for the country music awards. And uh, yeah. it's her song, Fast Car, which is like, I don't know, 20 more or more years old. Like I, I think it's like 30 years old. Yeah, yeah right. I grew up with it. It's so beautiful. And um, and so for her to be recognized in that way is really beautiful. And it took like a white male to sing the song right in the country music world to get it recognition yeah. there. Um, but I love that he did that because it's like he's, again, drawing that bridge between his experience and her world. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I can sing about somebody else's reality. And in that talk about being a woman working at a checkout stand, you know? Um, so it's, yeah. it's really interesting that people are starting to make those connections and bridges. Yeah, but then I don't know if like, but at the same time, it still took a white man to get the award, right? So. Yeah, but hopefully the every, every little thing is like a, uh, you know, like something that's adding in, right? Adding in, adding in, and then hopefully there'll be more and more critical yeah. momentum. Yeah. So this the, this performance is fantastic. That and so that, tell me about the filmmaking of her monologue, because you, you I can there's different points of view. You're moving the camera a lot. Like tell me about how many times, how many takes did you do? Do you remember? Like how many how many setups, how many takes did you do the monologue? Um. There's only two. Uh, no, there's three setups. Um, so there's like a really close, close setup uh, from either angle. And then there's a, f a little farther where you can see the audience members framing her. Um, and then we had to switch the whole set around um, to have the audience members against the backdrop and get their like reactions and get the kinds of things that they were doing. So um, we, I mean, it was a, a full day. And uh, we did, I don't know, I want to say maybe six or seven takes for her part and maybe two takes for their part. And my initial 
like feeling was that I always wanted more of her because it's really about her and her experience and less about um, their opinions and their thoughts in terms of what we see. But I wanted their their voices to like mm, get to her. You know, it's like it's their yeah. that's that's kind of like creating the the world that she's in. Um, but it, you know, we had planned more audience. And interestingly, it was like right in the middle of the Delta variant. And so <laughs> we lost quite a few um audience members to um exposures and all of that. So we were like, you know, everybody was testing, we were all masked on on the set. It was all a pretty intense moment in time um to make this well the sound you made a good sound design so the sound design kind of showed the uh, like manipulated the how many audience members were there i guess right so yeah it's very effective yes i mean all the people so, you see on the on the stage as audience members they were actually crew members too because we just <laughs> we had to just use who we had in the room right you're doubling up and um, the sound design was always in my mind when we did the Zoom version, I had created a soundscape for her. But the creativity of how the sign to sound design came out finally in the film, I have to say, um, came from uh, Bjork Bjorklund and um, Kurt Leitner, who just took it to another level and and had so much fun with it. And they'd send me ideas and I'd send them back stuff. And we it, it became another... Um, element that I didn't expect to live and grow so much. Yeah. No, it's a very good, it's a very good sound design. It's, it's, it's very effective. And because uh, you're, you're giving, you're making a visual cinematic experience and, and ironically enough, sound helps with that. And it, it really, it really did. Because like I said, 95% of the movie is her having a conversation. It's 12 minutes long. And it's like, that's like filmmaking one-on-one. Don't do that. <laughs> right. But you, but basically you you nailed it like you nailed it and i'm just curious about her performance because she you said you did like six seven takes and so she, when she's doing the play she goes up on stage and she does her monologue and basically and then she's done and not that, that that's not hard to do because it's very difficult to do because she could do that but doing this this setup like doing the multiple takes she's got to nail the performance kind of over and over again and she does with her eyes, like her eyes, you can see like water and you can see her evolving, her, her monologue evolving. And uh, how was that for her? Because like, like it was like, how was the process you working with her kind of nailing that, that performance? Because it's, it's whatever you got, it, it, it works in the film. Great. I'm glad you felt that from her. And I mean, I just loved working with Vidushi. She, from the beginning, she was such a hard worker. And what I noticed for her when we did the Zoom version is that she just wanted to keep going again and again. I mean, she did actually the Zoom version. It took us 16 takes to get the one that we loved. And, um, okay. and but, but she was going for it every time, soulfully there. And I think that she wanted that another chance to do it a little better or to do it a little bit more. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I think she was just a really hard worker and every moment that she did it, she put herself so fully into it. Um, and of course there were different gems and different takes. Um, and then of course there's yeah. technical stuff that comes into mind. Did she put down her cup at the same time? You know, there's things that we couldn't control quite as specifically. Um, but 
but from the most part, I was able to help choose the moments with um, our editor, Hal Masonberg, um, to 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 draw out the ones that felt the most juicy. Yeah, see, so you're building a performance, right? That's the art of editing, right? So, yeah, what came out in the end was not what was really there all at once, and yet it feels yeah. like it happened all at once for sure. That's the that's the magic right there, and yeah, and she's she's fantastic. So I'm I'm assuming she she likes the film. Yeah, I mean it's so hard to watch yourself, right? Um, when somebody watches themselves, it's like you have all these criticisms and like, oh, I could have done this differently, or why didn't I do that, or whatever it is. And so I think it took her like you know, leaving it alone for a year and then more recently coming yeah. back to it. Um, and now we've gotten some really lovely awards. Thank you for appreciating our work. Um, and, uh, you know, these, I think those kinds of things are helping her kind of like see it like, oh, okay, it, this came out well and, and I did well, right? And um, and taking some time off and seeing herself fresh. But yeah, so I think- what did you think- yeah, she's fantastic. And like, it's good for her. I'm sure her people, her agent, whatever, loves it because it's just really showcases her talent. Um, what did you think about the audience? We sent the audience to you. What did you think what the audience had to say about your film? Oh, the audience reactions from the feedback festival? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was so useful. I mean, it's just so great to feel how people relate to it on different levels. And I love that you had so many different audience members that feel like they're from different backgrounds and different walks of life. And to yeah. feel how they connected with it and related to it um, really uh, was very affirming. It's a great film, and like I said, but uh, tell me, like, what are you doing? Like, are you, you I, hopefully you keep making movies because they said this is your second film. Are you going to keep making short films? Yeah, I am interested in it. Um, it's definitely an exciting new medium for me, and now that stage things have opened up a bit more again. Um, there definitely is some draw in that direction, but I feel more interested um, in capturing things more long-term on film now. And I feel like they can live so much longer. And I have a lot of control over the nuances and, um, and can really sculpt the experience so much better. So I do hope to continue. I, I'm kind of plotting and planning. It's more of a, a movement going back to my dance background. It's a, yeah. the next one might be more of a movement poetry um, yeah. film, but I I love it and I want to do more for sure. It's funny that you might, you just said that because it's almost like almost word to word. But uh, you're very elegant what you said about sculpting the, the and, and basically the film's going to be there forever, right? So you do a stage show. It's it, it, you, even if you record it, it's not the same thing. It's because we we show a lot of dance films at our festival, and I've talked to a lot of like artistic directors and uh, and basically of of even professional dancers who say what you just said about like. They love the film medium now because they it's because of COVID. They basically were they weren't doing anything, so they decided to do a dance film. And then they fell in love with it. And now they're doing more because, like you said, it's like it's there forever and they get to sculpt their dancing performance. Like they can it's they can work with it in the editing room and they can really tell a tell a story that will be there around forever. So anyways, just because I know you were a dance background and I just I get so many of those answers from the same similar answers from dancers themselves. Yeah, I feel like it's a powerful medium in so many ways. 
And, um, you know, in dance uh, stage is also, there is a bit of a distance depending on, you know, what size theater you're in um, or what kind of experience you're creating. And so um, this feels like there's a certain intimacy or closeness that we can get, but also we can zoom way out and put the dancer in this context of whatever environment we want to create in a different way as well. So um, it's really exciting. Then you could zoom all the way in. Yeah, (laughs) these really huge extremes. (laughs) They get their face. It's like how you started to film, like started this film. You started with extreme close-up of her face, right? And and she told the story. So, yeah, fantastic. So I hope the film's doing well for you on the festival circuit. I know it's another another kind of uh, learning experience for you, one would assume, kind of like navigating this field as well. Yeah, it's a whole new world. Um, uh, You know, our first couple of awards, I was just like, I almost couldn't believe it. I'm like, really? (laughs) It's just because to be appreciated in that way is just really beautiful. And, um, and it, it gives a a sense of like, okay, we're we're on the right track, right? Uh, People are seeing us, they're, they're identifying with it they're understanding it and they they feel like it's important so I'm feeling um yeah definitely uplifted by the film festival um experience and um especially being a part of um the female feedback film festival it's just really uh been a beautiful process because that connection with audience is what we were missing um in putting films out online right and, um, you know, live performance, we get that feedback right away and you get to talk with people and you feel that energy back. And here in this festival, you're giving us back that energy through these people's responses, direct responses to us. And that was just so beautiful. It meant so much. Well, yeah, thank you for those kind words. I really appreciate it. So hopefully we can, let's talk again because I want you to keep making more films and then <laughs> we love we love the show. I think you're onto something, so. So hopefully we'll be able to talk again in the, in the future. I would love that. Yes, we'll definitely, as I create more work, I'll definitely be sending it your way. Thank you so much. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel.